This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Sunday, January 22nd, and let's talk about the weather. Well, it won't be a very exciting weather week in Washington, Oregon for the next four or five days. Today, Sunday, will be partly cloudy, pretty much dry, with highs in the mid-40s in western Washington, and maybe a little cooler in eastern Washington. Now, on Monday morning, early in the morning, a weak front will pass into our region, and that should be through western Washington and Oregon by Monday afternoon. After the front goes through, I I think we'll experience dry conditions through Friday, with highs in western Washington lowlands in the mid-40s. Now, importantly, behind that front, there'll be significant high pressure building up, and it will dominate this week. And that's going to be very important because the high pressure will push the water levels down, suppressing the high water levels that would accomplish, would accompany astronomical king tides, which we'll have for the next three or four days. Now, the big weather action to watch, and I'm looking at this carefully, will be a surge of very cold air that will push into the region on Saturday. This will be air that's cold enough to snow in the west. But the question is precipitation. Where will it be if there is any with this event? Uh, Right now, the models are suggesting that the greatest chance of precipitation with the cold air will be south of us around Portland and the Willamette Valley. But we have to watch this very carefully because that can change. What about eastern Washington? Well, it's going to be about 5 5 to 10 degrees cooler than western Washington. Highs in around 40 at the most in the Tri-Cities. But we'll have to watch what will happen as the cold air pushes in uh, over the weekend. It'll be certainly much cooler. The question will be snow in eastern Washington. Anyway, there's not much happening for the next three or four days. Uh, The king tides won't be a big problem. But this weekend, there's a chance of something significant. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. This podcast will be about atmospheric pressure with a special discussion about atmospheric pressure and tidal or water levels. Now, atmospheric pressure at any level is related to the weight of the air above that location. Thus, pressure declines as one ascends, since there is less air above. Now, since the density of air depends on temperature, with colder air being more dense, the weight of air above, and thus atmospheric pressure at a location, reflects changes in temperature aloft. Now, nearly all surface weather stations measure atmospheric pressure at the elevation of the weather station, like SeaTac Airport, for example. But atmospheric pressure at the station location is generally not what is reported. 
Instead, weather stations provide sea level pressure, the pressure that would occur beneath the station at sea level. And sea level is considered zero elevation for meteorologists. Now, why provide pressure at sea level where no one necessarily is? Well, they do this to remove the effects of terrain. Higher elevation stations would always report low pressure because they're higher and there's less air above them. In fact, elevation effects would completely swamp the meteorological signal since the variations in pressure between highs and lows are relatively small compared to the differences of pressure due to elevation. Denver, the mile-high city, roughly 5,000 feet, would always be a center of low pressure, while Death Valley, located below sea level, would be the location of a permanent high. So we need to remove the effects of elevation, and that's what we do by reporting sea level pressure. The units of sea level pressure can be confusing to the public since meteorologists and TV and media folks often use a variety of units. Many media outlets like TV folks often provide pressure in inches of mercury and specifically how tall a column of mercury can be supported by atmospheric pressure. Near sea level, on average, atmospheric pressure can support a column of roughly 30 inches of mercury. And so you'll see on your TV weather broadcast, they'll give you the pressure in 28 or 29.73 inches of mercury or something like that. But meteorologists generally don't use inches of mercury anymore. It's more of an historical thing. But provide pressure in hectopascals, the metric unit of pressure. By the way, millibar is another name for hectopascals. So you may see millibars or hectopascals, they're the same thing. They're a metric unit of pressure. And pressure, by the way, is force per unit area. The average sea level pressure in hectopascals or millibars is 1013. And because Seattle is near sea level, this is close to the average pressure in Seattle, 10,013 hectopascals. Now, during a normal year, the typical range of pressure in, in the western lowlands near sea level might range from a low of roughly 980 hectopascals during the passage of a deep low center and perhaps as high as 1030 or 1033 hectopascals when a particularly high pressure area moves by. The strongest low pressure center to approach our coast was around 955 hectopascals, example being the Columbus Day storm of 1962. And here in the lowlands, we've gotten as high as the 1040s hectopascals when very strong high pressure moves past our region. Over the past 20 years, Seattle's got, gotten down to the 970s only twice. Once last month during the king tide, keep that in mind, and, and another time back in January 2008. Okay, let's talk a little bit about high water levels, tides, and pressure. Now, the tides on Earth are mainly controlled by the moon, whose gravitational attraction results in two high tides and two low tides each day. The gravitational attraction of the sun 
can also modulate tides. And when the moon and sun are aligned, or in a row, a straight line, and when they are closer than normal to the earth, this can produce particularly high tides, known as the king tides. They tend to occur in midwinter, when the earth is closest to the sun. This year, we had a king tide in late December, and that produced some flooding, if you remember, and we are experiencing a king tide this week. Although astronomical features dominate the tidal water levels, atmospheric pressure can have a significant impact as well. Localized high pressure pushes the water level down, while localized low pressure does, that just, just, does just the opposite, allowing water levels to rise. For every one hectopascal below normal sea level pressure, the water level tends to rise by about one centimeter. Thus, a pressure of 1,003 hectopascals, about 10 hectopascals below normal, would result in a water rise of about 10 centimeters or four inches. Back last month in December, the king tide just happened to occur when extraordinarily low pressure was over the northwest. In fact, our pressure here in around Seattle was about 35 hectopascals below normal. We got to roughly 978 hectopascals, causing an elevation of the water level by 35 centimeters or about 14 inches. That's why we had localized flooding. Thus, by chance, we had extreme low pressure at exactly the wrong time, the king tide astronomically, and that re resulted in some limited localized flooding. Now, what about this week? Well, this week is exactly the opposite. Yes, we have a king tide. In fact, the astronomical situation is, is actually a little more favorable for high water than it was back in December. But sea level pressure will be very high. Sea level pressure will be around 1,030 hectopascals, about 17 hectopascals above normal. And this will suppress, push down the water level by about 17 centimeters or 7 inches. Thus, the king tide effects this week will be suppressed and very little flooding is expected. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.